This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, something quite unexpected has happened to Joe Biden, the U.S. president. It's unexpected and sudden. It involves the discovery in three separate places of classified papers, one of them from his time as vice president to Barack Obama, two others I think more recent. It's ironic because, of course, Donald Trump is facing a serious situation because he had hundreds of classified documents and was very reluctant, shall we say, to give them back to the U.S. government. And there are major problems. Biden's case appears to be different. But nevertheless, after the goodwill and the wave of sort of feeling of uh, success after the midterm elections, Biden's poll ratings had begun to rise. But this is a new development, and we're joined now from Washington by Niall Stanish, Associate Editor of The Hill newspaper and White House columnist for The Hill. Niall, this is unexpected on our side of the Atlantic, but how serious is it? And what, in, in, in effect, how many documents, and uh, we know they're classified, is that accurate? Yes, it is a serious issue, and it's a serious problem for President Biden for a start. I think it's more serious for him in a political level than at a legal level uh, for two reasons. One is a sitting president cannot be charged with crimes, at least according to Department of Justice uh, precedent and policy. And the second thing is that there is not, in Biden's case, the element of obstruction which appears to be part of Trump's case. Nevertheless, politically, it does uh, take a lot of the sting out of democratic attacks on Trump for his behavior at Mar-a-Lago. And secondly, there are really very genuine questions here uh, about things like public disclosure and the delay in, in any of this being disclosed in the public, given that the very first batch of documents that you mentioned, Eamon, which were discovered in an office Biden had maintained here uh, between being Obama's vice president and launching his own campaign for the presidency. Those were discovered on November the 2nd, and nobody in terms of the general public or the media knew anything about it until um, 
a, a week ago when CBS News broke the story. So there's a very genuine question about transparency in that respect. Yes, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, November the 2nd was just before the midterm elections, so it would have been hugely in Biden and the Democrats' interests not to disclose at that point. That's that's exactly right, and that is a, a big point, and it's one that Republicans have seized on, but seized on with validity, with, with frankly more validity than some of the other arguments they have made. It is clearly, clearly relevant information for voters that classified information had been uncovered or discovered in an office used by President Biden six days before the midterm elections was when that discovery was made and it was kept secret. That is a big problem. If, you know, in all fairness, if Trump had done that, a lot of people who are on the liberal side and minimizing the Biden matter right now would have been up in arms about it and, and quite rightly so. Yes. Now, in the case of Donald Trump, for the reasons you've pointed out there, he he was unhelpful, shall we say, to people Mm. seeking these documents. There were hundreds of documents, and they were top secret was on some of them and classified uh, on others. In the case of Biden, one source I read said there were only less than a dozen Mm. documents. Is that the case, or do we know? Because they were found in three different locations, I think. One of them in his Chevy convertible (laughs) in a a garage, which he rather silly, stupidly said, don't worry, it was secure, the garage was locked. (laughs) Before any sports car aficionados write in to complain, I believe it's a Corvette, actually, is the the thing. But in any event, um, I mean, I'm obviously being... But to be serious, the number of documents is a real issue, and the number of documents we think is now around 25. That figure of a dozen that you cited, Eamon, was in relation to the very first trove that were uncovered in an office. Subsequent to that, there were the documents then discovered in his garage beside the now famous or infamous Corvette. Then a while after that, We thought from initial White House disclosures there was an additional one page discovered. Then that, in turn, was later amended to say there was the one page and five more pages. So we stand somewhere around 25 pages now. In Trump's case, I think the figure was somewhere around 300. Yes. Now, can you think off the top of your head, being close to all of this, or has anyone else articulated the significance of, say, 25 documents of that nature being retained by somebody after they left office? That's the, that's the, the wrongdoing, isn't it? After he'd be left uh, office as vice president and yeah. apparently during the present administration, uh, he has kept documents for himself that are not his and shouldn't be in his possession. Right, that's right. I mean, obviously, as Obama's vice president, he would have had security clearance and therefore would have been entitled to certainly view these documents. What you're not entitled to do is hold on to them after you leave office. I mean, that's the whole reason why Trump got in trouble. The uh, gravity of the Biden situation, of course, partly depends on what exactly 
is in these documents. Now, we do have some media reporting, not officially confirmed, but some reporting suggesting that some of the information here pertains to Ukraine and Iran and the United Kingdom. Obviously, anything that uh, touched upon national security or would endanger national security would be particularly serious. It seems from that report I just mentioned that these documents could encompass that. To be clear, we're not talking about anything pertaining to the Russian invasion of Ukraine because it would have predated all that. But nonetheless, uh, clearly very sensitive information if those reports are borne out. Yes, and Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, had a lot of dealings in Ukraine. Mm. This was way before there was any talk of uh, Putin's war or, or any invasion, and they were controversial dealings that are still subject to inquiry. So that does add a dimension to it, does it? It does. I mean, Hunter Biden had a very sweet deal with a company, an energy company called Burisma, uh, from whom he has reportedly uh, at one stage been paid about $50,000 a month um, for um, what would we say? Well, his expertise in uh, Ukrainian gas exploration is not uh, evident to anybody. So then the question is what you're getting the 50 grand for. So that obviously is an issue. Um, more broadly, I mean, Hunter Biden um, has or had, I should say, a number of personal problems pertaining to addiction and things that tend to go with addiction. And so Republicans are talking about the fact that Hunter Biden would clearly or presumably have access to his father's uh, home. And uh, obviously, that's where some of these documents, the second and subsequent tranches of documents were found. So it's a problematic situation in various ways. Yes. And of course, when Hunter Biden had that sweetheart deal, or what looks like a sweetheart deal, his uh, his father was vice president and Ukraine mm. was unstable and was, you know, in play, as it were, mm. in, in the American ecosystem, political ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, to be quite candid about it, I mean, the assumption is that this Ukrainian company was paying Hunter Biden because yes. it gave them at the very least some form of entree into American politics, if not the administration. Now, we have to be a little cautious because actual... Um, you know, any criminality or anything has not even remotely been proven, though Hunter Biden is under investigation for his tax affairs. But, um, I mean, it is clearly very, very dodgy that this guy would be getting paid $50,000 a month, and his main qualification appears to have been that his last name was Biden. Yes, now, the Biden administration has had, since the midterms and since the failure of the Republicans, uh, to produce any or to generate any red wave. There has been an uptick, am I right, in Biden's poll numbers, and he has talked convincingly about announcing in the not-too-distant future that he's going to run again in 2024. Mm. So that all of that is slightly damaged, isn't it? That the, the, There was a glow around Biden for a while, and one can see why. He has been an effective leader of NATO and the West and has been extremely helpful to the Ukrainians. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting the way the pendulum has swung in Biden's case, particularly as it 
pertains to 2024. Coming into the midterm elections, he was very, very vulnerable uh, because Democrats were expected to take a bit of a hammering. They didn't, which then strengthened his position. And there has been, as you say, an increase in his poll ratings, although he's still uh, underwater, as we say here, but by less than he was Previously, around 51% disapproval, 44% approval now. Um, the issue is that this, uh, these revelations about the classified information weaken him again, cast a bit of a shadow of doubt over 2024, and of course also obscure some of the things that you just mentioned, the effect of leadership, the um, spearheading of the Western alliance against the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and so on and so forth. These now are the cloud that uh, obscures the light from those things, and that's a problem for him. Given that he hasn't, uh, of course, definitively said he's going to run, he has sort of indicated that he's likely to or that it's his intention to, but there is still some uh, uncertainty on that question. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now, when Donald Trump was found to have kept documents, he there are differences. Of course, Trump actively lied, it appears, to people who were looking for the documents from the government. And Merrick Garland, who is the man in charge of legal affairs and the Department of Justice, he appointed a special counsel, a well-known and respected lawyer, Jack Smith, to mm. investigate uh, as special counsel Donald Trump. Uh, and there have been, there has been serious talk of Trump being indicted for his behavior with the 
classified material he had, and as we know, there was much more of it. Nevertheless, it won't be too hard, will it, for Republicans and indeed Fox News and others to make hay of the fact that Biden is now, to some extent, in the same position, although we know there are significant differences. Yes, and also in the same position, we should make clear, because a special counsel has now also been appointed in the Biden case, a man by the name of Robert Herr, a former um, U.S. attorney for the state of Maryland. So there, the, the appointment of a special counsel, for a start, is a serious thing. Yes. There are reasons why presidents and other powerful people don't like special counsels being appointed, and the short reason is because they tend to have very wide-ranging powers. So if you actually read the order from Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, appointing this man, Mr. Herr, it says that he is empowered not only to investigate the documents, but any matters that arise directly from them. That obviously leaves a very open field of inquiry, and can, or at least theoretically could, leave uh, Biden open to a, you know, a months-long investigation, which would bog down his agenda, which would make it harder to go after Trump, and which would, I think, lead in the minds of many voters the differences between the Trump and Biden cases, even though those differences do legitimately exist. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. I mean, the fact that Biden wasn't immediately open and transparent, it will, to some extent, a large extent, I imagine, Niall, blunt attacks on Trump, who's in the same area, although in a much more serious place for many more documents. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, the the headline, the, the bumper sticker here is Biden also had classified documents that he shouldn't have. Now, there are differences, particularly, I mean, you've outlined them very well. There were at least two instances where the Trump team either directly said or implied that they were giving up all the documents they had, and that was untrue. There isn't anything parallel with that yet in the Biden case, but the top line here is Biden caught with classified information. And so that does neutralize those attacks on Trump to quite a considerable extent. Now, now, there is another huge issue arising, and uh, the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen pointed out at the weekend that the U.S. will hit its 31.4 trillion borrowing limit next week. That's the debt ceiling, as it's known and could run the risk of a damaging debt default starting in early June, setting the stage, I would imagine, for some high-stakes negotiation between the White House and the Congress. And the implications of breaching the debt ceiling, or reaching it and saying no more, if the United States were to default, for example, it would have, would it not, a catastrophic effect on the U.S. economy and indeed on the world economy. It would. There's no question about that. I'm afraid Ireland and anywhere else in the world would be very grievously affected if that were to happen in the U.S. The reason, in short, being that the dollar, as you know, functions as effectively the world's reserve currency. Yes. And if the legitimacy of the dollar or the legitimacy of America's promises to pay its debts 
were to be called into serious question. The ramifications for that on international financial markets would be huge. Um, just to be clear about what this is, because I think sometimes, you know, terms like debt ceiling, though they're used widely here, can create a bit of a barrier to people's understanding. America, for years and years and years, spends more than it takes in. Um, it has, therefore, to borrow money and continually borrow greater sums of money just to discharge its obligations. The these are this is not really about spending. This is about money that the US has already spent. And yes. the question is, will they be authorized to put it on the credit card? And if they're not, that would be pretty catastrophic. Republicans have said that they will not authorize what's called a clean raising of the debt ceiling, in other words, one without conditions. They will try to use that leverage to force cuts, particularly to social spending. Democrats, who of course do still control the Senate in addition to the White House, are not um, keen, to say the very least, to have uh, cuts to social spending. And so the dangers of something really serious happening are very high, not least because the right wing of the Republican Party or the Trump wing of the Republican Party has, as we've seen uh, in recent weeks, a lot of leverage just because of the maths in the House of Representatives, where Republicans have a very narrow majority, and therefore that most right-leaning uh, rump has a lot of power. Yes, and Kevin McCarthy, my Kevin, as Donald calls him, is now the Speaker of the House of Representatives, and he's there really by virtue of the fact that he persuaded what might be politely called the disruptors, mm. who are kind of wild men and women, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan. These guys aren't interested in the government functioning, are they, really? What they want mm. to do is, is bring the whole system down. Well, and, and McCarthy really capitulated to them in order to get the votes to become yep. speaker. And Matt Gates, in particular, was one of the leaders of the opposition to McCarthy internally for a while. McCarthy had previously, you know, frankly, kind of bought off Marjorie Taylor Greene with the promise of committee assignments. And Jim Jordan will now chair the very influential uh, Judiciary Committee. Yes. But, I mean, McCarthy gave up a number of uh, concessions to the Gateses and, and his fellow um, travelers that would, for example, enable them to more easily remove McCarthy as speaker. Um, yes. So all of those things amounted to a flexing of the muscle by that wing of the party. You raise the issue about whether they're interested in uh, governing or not. It's interesting even the way we talk about the factions in the Republican Party now. The more moderate Republicans have now taken to calling themselves governing Republicans, yes. um, indicating that their internal opponents, in their view, are not really interested in governing. They're interested in pouring petrol on the flames and playing to people on social media and otherwise just sort of uh, being um, disruptors, as you say. And in the case of the debt ceiling issue, Congress has a huge say. I, I note here that Chip Roy, who is a Republican congressman, he is one of the hardliners. He's from Texas. He voted mm. repeatedly against McCarthy in the 15 votes for the speakership before ultimately supporting him, which means he'd been bought off. He's threatened to call a no-confidence vote in McCarthy if McCarthy mm. tries 
to lift the debt ceiling without an acceptable agreement. So this is a massive opportunity for leverage mm. on Biden and on the United States even. It is because of the seriousness of a default. That, that would be, as we've just mentioned, um, catastrophic. And so the the assumption i think on the part of those people on the right is that there would that, that they could extract quite a high price given that the avoidance of default will to a large extent rest in their hands it's a very high stakes gamble or a very high stakes game of chicken that we're setting ourselves up for here in this country and if it were to go wrong even as it were, briefly, even if the U.S., you know, defaulted for, I don't know, a week and then lifted the debt ceiling, the ramifications of that would still be very considerable. The tremors sent through financial markets would be very considerable. And as I said, they would certainly reach Irish shores and elsewhere. They'd also reach Ukraine because yes. the funding and the weapons that the Biden administration has supported Ukraine with these guys like Gates, Jordan, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're not really interested in, in uh, helping Ukraine. If I understand it correctly, they think too much has been done already. Yes, they're skeptical of aid to Ukraine, to say the very least. Some of them couch that in terms of wanting accountability for the money being spent, but that really is a is an attempt to sound reasonable while really uh, protesting against the idea of aid to Ukraine. A lot of these people take their cues from former President Trump and his um, America first isolationism, which yes. you and I have mentioned before, his skepticism of multilateralism, broadly speaking. And so that isolationist tendency coupled with the desire to curb government spending could spell uh, very serious trouble, I would fear, for Ukraine. And just in a sentence, Niall, uh, and finally, the MAGA, make American great again. The MAGA mm. slogan and the MAGA philosophy uh, is incompatible, really, with supporting Ukraine in its sort of, its battle to the death with uh, Putin. So, Something has to give here, doesn't it? I think it does, and I think you're getting very close to that whole um, immovable, what's the immovable object yeah. meeting an irresistible force. Yes. It, this is a very serious situation, and the uh, escape hatch from it is not completely obvious. Okay, now, we're very, very grateful to you for joining us today. That's Niall Stanich, a brilliant contributor to The Stand since it started. And later in the week, we'll be speaking to Niall about Hunter Biden, and his woes, which are, in fact, uh, many of them rooted in Ukraine. Thanks very much to Niall, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365 day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.